Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions and this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria. Hi, this is Lily, and welcome to Master Leadership, where we connect with leaders worldwide to gain insights on important topics to help us on our journey towards greater significance. If you would like to participate as a guest, or if you have a question that you would like to ask a guest, go to masterleadership.org for more information. Cesar Quintero's purpose is to empower leaders to build a business by design so that they live a life by design. His core values are to share vulnerability, spark action, spot individuality, and spread passion. Cesar has been an active entrepreneurs organization, EO, member for over 10 years and has held multiple volunteer leadership positions at the chapter, regional, and global levels of the organization. His passion for teaching and business have also compelled him to get certified as a trainer for traction implementation, Y Discoveries, EO Acceleration Program, and EO Forum. Learn more at theprofitrecipe.com. Our interview will begin right after messages from our sponsors. Have you been wanting to launch your podcast and just haven't found the right resources? I launched Master Leadership Podcast in 2016, and it now ranks in top 1% globally. I've gathered all I've learned and created Master Your Podcast in a Weekend course on Master Your Swag app so that you have everything you need to share your voice with the world, minus those excuses. So download Master Your Swag app on Google or Apple platforms to access the Master Your Podcast course and launch your podcast this weekend. Welcome, Cesar Quintero. How are you? Hi, Lily. Great to see you. I'm excited to see you and to have you with us. Are you ready to pour into our listeners? I'm excited. Yes. Awesome. All right. So, Cesar, tell us a bit about your path to leadership and what you're doing now. Okay. Yeah. So this started a while back. I was 24 years old. I had graduated as an industrial engineer in Venezuela and I was working for Procter & Gamble, but then Venezuela started going down the path that it's on now. And I was 24 years old and decided to get married, move to Miami and start a business all at the same time. Cause you know, what else do you do at 24? (laughs) So I, I started a food delivery company. We cooked and delivered healthy meals for people in their office. Mind you, this is 2004, so it was a little ahead of Uber Eats, a little ahead of Facebook and all that. So I went door to door and convinced people it was convenient to have your meal delivered kind of thing. The company grew with a market. We were first in market, so it was healthy and convenient and in Miami. So all the trends helped us grow. And still at that point, I don't consider myself a leader because I just was plugging in, doing everything I could to prove the concept, prove the model, prove profitability, prove the processes all these things. But I realized that I had 37 employees and I was doing everything myself. I was answering the phones, delivering the meals, you know, cooking in, stepping in when the cook didn't come in or whatever needed to happen. 
And I realized I was about to break and I started resenting my company and, and not understanding why I was doing what I was doing and not making enough money and just got into this cycle. And it all went ahead in 2012, almost eight years after starting my business. And I got hit with a baseless class action lawsuit. And, you know, my ego, I'm like, I need to prove that I did nothing wrong and I'm going to fight this. And I went down this path where all my energy and focus went down this way. And that's when I realized is like Black Friday, 2012. And I had $0 in my personal account, $0 in my business account, eight years in this and just trying to prove something, paying attorneys, paying all these things. And my company had just plateaued because my energy wasn't there. And that's when I realized something needed to change. I needed to understand what had gone wrong. And I realized it was me all this time. Right. Mm -hmm. I went through a journey of purpose discovery with a Simon Sinek people and Fran Biederman Gross in New York. And I understood my purpose was all around people all this time and really helping and empowering people so that they could live the life they want to live. And I'm like, I've been focused, so focused on product, process, profit, all these things and not focused on my people, which is really what drives me. That was my first glimpse of leadership in saying, this is not about me. Wow. It's about us, right? So I learned about the EOS system based on the book Traction and the purpose, how to integrate purpose into what we do. I decided to become a better leader. So I, I had a, a leadership coach that helped me understand my strengths and where I needed to spend my time and energy. And little by little, I, I started shifting my focus and my time. And I realized my 37 employees could do their job and I didn't have to be a micromanager. <laughs> and the company grew even better. Like the less I was there, the more I empowered them, the better the company did. And I'm like, I was the breaking point of this company and not my team. Within a year, we were able to pay all the attorneys. We quadrupled in profit. We doubled in sales. So all these things. And then I'm like, you know what? I have enough time now because my team is managing my business. I'll start two other businesses. So I started a SaaS company and a coaching company to help entrepreneurs and leaders go through the same process I went through. And little by little, I started doing more and more for others and sold my company eventually to two of my employees. So my chef and my operations manager bought the company from me four years ago. And I've been on this path of trying to empower entrepreneurs to be better leaders, to be more conscientious, to live conscious capitalism. And it's all about us and not I, right? So that's the journey I'm on. I just published a book around all of this as well called The Profit Recipe. It's a how to unlock your flywheel to live life by design. And it's on Amazon, different bookstores, but it's my way of sharing the journey, sharing the different stages of how we need to overcome our ego and become better leaders. I love your story. What I kept thinking was everything rises and falls on leadership. In your case, everything falls and rises on leadership as well. And I, 100%. I because you came full circle and not only did you go through that journey, but now you know how to help other people, which is super important. And so thank you so much for sharing your heart and your story. And it was quite a journey. Now, where can we connect with you? I'm in theprofitrecipe.com. So that's our webpage and, and we can help entrepreneurs and leaders become better leaders. So one of the things that we realized is that business owners have a lot of places where they can network and they can really understand their craft. 
but leaders, leadership teams don't. Leadership teams are within the company, but they don't have the same access. So what we try to do is help leaders become better leaders, because as you say, as goes the leadership, goes the company. Like I can't ask people to do things I'm not doing. I can't, I need to be consistent, right? And congruent. So it's about how to become better leaders. And we do a lot of things in different ways, but we help you with purpose discovery. Why am I doing this? Why do I want to be a leader? Why do I want to go through this process? Same thing as I went through. Then we also do process management. We do operational systems on meeting pulses, accountability, you know, the fine line between accountability and micromanaging. We cover a lot of that and the book and as a firm, we help leaders become better leaders. I love it. And it's so needed. I speak to leaders all the time and I glean so much wisdom from them. And so here we are gleaning wisdom from you and I love it. So Cesar, we know that great leaders are lifelong learners. So as a lifelong learner, what are you learning right now? Oh my gosh. I'm learning a lot about myself again. So right now I'm into trillion dollar coach. It's about the story of this coach who is the one who coached most of Silicon Valley and how much all of his energy was more for others. And, you know, in this corporate high tech cutthroat world, they describe him as a hugger and as a person who's there for people and and like a big teddy bear. Yeah. So it was like a, this dynamics that you go like, wow, really? The other book I'm loving right now is Who Not How by Dan Sullivan. Such a great book. Such a great message. The title is a message, but the book just repeats it constantly. Simple read. But it's all about really, a lot of times we put process over people. And in reality, it's all about the people, right? right? right. If you get the right person, it matters how they get there, if they're within our boundaries and within our culture, between the things. But If you have the right people, don't worry so much about the process, just have the people empower your people and grow through it. So it's been a great lesson as well in going through that. Cause I'm always reminded, I always, how do I do this? How do I get into this business? How do I, and it's like, no, 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 like who knows this already? So I can leverage their strength and that way I can do it better. (laughs) Basically the message of the book, which is so easy and simple, but hard to implement. I mean, we have the lessons and we learn the lessons. And sometimes in our day to day, we forget the lessons and we need either coaches and we need, you know, affirmations to remind us that, hey, 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 you know how to do this. Or if you don't call this person, leadership is one of the hardest things. But in my opinion, one of the most fulfilling things I can do because it is about influence and it is about other people. And it is the reason why I do this. I truly believe, you know, leaders, companies, the way we promote value, we are the ones changing the world. It's not the government. It's not the institutions. It's us. The way we act, the way we empower people is the way we can really change our own ecosystem, community, nation, world. But I truly believe that only happens if leaders really understand their purpose and strengths and what their superpowers are. Because A lot of times we get distracted with so many other things that we're not using our superpowers where we should. And I think that's what I see the most in leaders. I believe in leadership the most because it is what changes the world, but it only happens if they use their superpowers and their time and energy in the things they love to do and they're great at. If not, it's a waste of time because a lot of times leaders get stuck in the busy work and not in the impact work. And I think that's where we get stuck sometimes. Yeah. And you know, you said something at the very beginning that (laughs) I could certainly relate to. I'm in education and in leadership, most of our time is spent 
proving our worth. And that's a sad thing. And it's so exhausting. If if we just remember, and if, you know, we have that knowledge or that self-awareness that we're already valuable, that changes the game. It makes a difference. And so it does. I think when we step away from ego and we go into what's best for them, it just highlights what's best in you and them at the same time. Beautiful. All right. So when you think of leadership today, what most concerns you and what are you most hopeful about? If I think about leadership today, what most concerns me is a lack of clarity of why I'm leading. A lot of people get into leading because it's just my next promotion or it's the next step or it's what's expected of me or I started this business and that's my role. And it's really, I think, How to Be a Great Boss book by Renee Boer and always talks about there's two non-negotiables. If you're a good leader, you need to like people and you need to want what's best for them. If not, then we're not a good leader. And I think a lot of us step into this just saying like, it's my natural next step, but we forget that it has an impact in the people around you. And if you're not a people person, if you don't want what's best for them, you probably won't be a good leader. Yeah, I would say definitely won't be a good leader. Yeah. What I worry about is that nowadays it's people just want to be a leader because it's the next step. It's what goes to the next level. And it's not so much intentional about it. What I'm hopeful is that there is a movement around purpose, around conscious capitalism, around leadership, business, not being only for profit. The Freemans have been proven wrong time and time again now. Culture aids strategy for breakfast. So it's all about really understanding what my influence is as a leader, how can I get the most from my team and really get the passion around it and the why I want to do it so that we can all accomplish this together. I think a lot of times leaders get in their silos and their ways of doing things and it's my way or the highway. I think that has passed. That's a seventies and eighties style. It's no longer available and and millennials and millennials will never go for that anymore. So I think that's what I'm hopeful about is, is that we've learned how to become better leaders yeah, I think the IQ was a big factor in the past and then EQ became a big thing. Now it's all about AQ, the adaptive intelligence, right? As leaders, we need to learn, hey, another COVID comes. <laughs> How do we react to this? How do we change this? How do we manage this? We're in the singularity effect and really the adaptive intelligence is what makes true leaders now. That's what I'm hopeful about is building culture, understanding purpose, understanding strengths and having a purpose and a why you lead. You know, I love the AQ that you dropped in there because change is inevitable, but growth is optional. Yes. And that's what we need to focus on. And you mentioned, you know, we need to really prepare ourselves, but also equip your leadership team. How they go is how the organization goes as well. I mean, ultimately the buck stops with you, but also we need to equip those around us so that they can be successful. I love, love, love this. And I'm sure that your website is full of nuggets, theprofitrecipe.com. So make sure we tune into that. So you have an option here, Cesar. You can either take a question from a former guest, or you can share a challenge or a struggle that you learned from. I kind of already shared my main struggle. So I'll go with a question. Let's be surprised. Let's keep it. All right. So here we go. Hold on a second. Let me pick a good one. <laughs> Uh-oh. Tootie Tagerly wants to know, what brings you most alive each day? What brings me most alive each day? 
my purpose is to empower others so that they can live the life they want to live, right? So I've seen that over and over again. And what I love to do and makes me happy every day is when I call it popcorn eyes. So when I'm going through a conversation and we're going through the core issue and we're understanding what's happening and then the person realizes what's happening, what's the core of the issue, how we can make it work. And those popcorn eyes just pop up, you know, it's like, I got it. And that's when I really come alive. It's like, yes, because one of the things I've learned as a leader is that I don't have the answers and I can't tell people what to do, even if I think I know what's best for them. Because most of the times when I think I know it's best for them, it's, it's really not what's best for them. It's well, I want my ego to prove that I know what's best. So as a coach, it's really important for me to not drive people to where they want to be as leaders. We don't want to give the fish to our team members. We want to teach them how to fish, right? So it's all about the questions and they should have their own answers because we're empowering them to have their own answers. So for me, it's just that moment when the next step becomes clear and we're getting out of an issue or a way to move forward into our vision. So that's what really brings me alive. Spoken like a true coach. I love that. <laughs> All right. So Cesar, as a listener of this podcast, what's a question that you would like a future leadership guest to respond to? Like, what are you curious about? Um, curious about, you know, how to promote vulnerability within your organization. I think I've seen this over and over again. And in today's society, we need us to embrace who we are all the time. So how do you stop having that I'm this person with my family and friends, and I'm this person at the office. How do we break that down and just create a place where anybody can be themselves and just fully embrace who they are within the corporate? I love that question. So how would you respond to that? I think for me, you know, this is a Patrick Lencioni classic, right? The five dysfunctions of a team is really understanding how do we get people to be themselves in the company? And I think it's removing judgment. It's allowing people to be who they are. And then allowing a space of connection and understanding of where people come from. I think a lot of times we jump to judgments and we jump to stories without knowing where people are coming from. We all see life differently. We all come from different backgrounds and sometimes understanding people more. So having more opportunities, especially in this hybrid virtual landscape, how do we get people to connect and learn more about each other? Not only about business, not only about the meetings, but let me get to know you as a person. And that creates trust, that creates vulnerable trust, where once we understand where we come from and that I don't take what you're saying personally because it's your culture, it's the way you were brought up, or you know, it's just Lily being Lily, I embrace that and it's okay, but let's have healthy conflict together and go through that. So I think the more we can trust, the more we can learn about each other, the better we can be at conflict and at commitment and at accountability and delivering the results we want to. Deliver. Absolutely. And you know, it also starts with us being vulnerable. We need to model that, that's for sure. All right. So is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? If you like what I had to say, the book is out. It's called The Profit Recipe and How to Unlock Your Flywheel to Live Life by Design. And it talks about the different stages of leadership and how to get unstuck from those stages. And then you can also see more in theprofitrecipe.com. Cesar, it's been such a pleasure. Un gran placer, mi hermano. Thank you so much for adding value to me and to our listeners. Gracias, Lily. In closing, here's a quick message. Coaching is the art of influence that underpins leadership in the 21st century. It is the very thing that can get you from being stuck 
to being extraordinary. So go to masterleadership.org and sign up to get a free coaching session. Until next time, continue to ignite that leader in you.